solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter twenty eight, the missing mirror. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Molly, and I'm Alex, and this is Potter Watch. Sorry. Back to the music. Back. Thank you for the music. Um, we are to chapter 28. Or in Alex's world, 17. The Missing Mirror. <gasps> it's a real I, I have... I don't know if I love that. Really? I don't know if the mirror is like missing well like it's a certainly a mystery yes but it's not missing per se the mysterious mirror I mean kind of because like Harry doesn't know who how where it is it yeah it just is I just feel like the person is more of the mystery not the location of the mirror you know yeah well what was a better name oh are you ready I'm ready are you ready? It's really a stellar name. A familiar face. <laughs> <laughs> familiar eyes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mine is a Rita Skeeter headline. Oh. <laughs> Secrets and lies, colon. Aberforth shares his truth. Oh, yes. Good, good. That's a good one. That's well done. You want to sum up this chapter in a five seven five? Unless yours good, yours is good. No. Then, okay. Yeah, I go ahead. Finish. Yeah. Um. <laughs> goat passes for stag. <laughs> Aberforth shares his story. Offers a way home. Oh, I, I really like, came well, at the end. <laughs> that last line is so pretty. Uh, my ta- uh, my tattoo, my haiku is um, similar, and, except it doesn't come through in the last slide. <laughs> um, goat in the mirror. Yep. A past too wounded to heal. That's a good line. And a friend, Neville. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but your middle line was nice. Thank you. I can't comment on that last one. Neville? <laughs> is, how many syllables is that? Neville. And friend. Neville. Oh, but, and a friend. Neville. But is it Neville just two? Yeah. But why? Nev- are you- Neville rhymes with heel. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to change the syllables. No, I was trying to get it to rhyme. I honestly didn't even pick up on the rhymes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Um, <clears throat> my first note, I was very excited because this is the moment that I was trying to remember about the cloak and how it's impervious to some spells mm-hmm. because the Death Eaters say like Accio cloak and it doesn't, nothing happens and Harry doesn't even have to like block it. And I think that's what I was thinking about when 
Yeah. We were trying to, we were talking about the cloak with Dr. Posner, but then also like in the chapter where we learn about the Deathly Hallows. And I was like, yeah, there was something about this. And I think this is partly what I was remembering. Yeah, I remember that. That makes a lot of sense. It's rough that Voldemort had the same idea about Hogwarts. They were ready for him. Yeah. I mean, he did think it. Like, he literally. Yeah, they were. It was expected. It's just like. Also, I'm like mad that the Death Eaters have so many good, like, all encompassing spells. Like, okay, they have the taboo on the name. Plus, like, they can stop anyone from operating across, like, a whole town. Yeah. Like, too much. When you have that much power. I guess. You're so mad. But they all seem kind of like a little bit dumb. And I'm like, how are you this powerful to do this magic? Well, I think like the any apparition point feels like a ministry sanction spell. Mm -hmm. And because they have control of the ministry, that's why they have access to that one. That's a good point. Um, The name, the name taboo. That's. I and we've discussed that before. I think it has assistance from um like ancient magic. Like yeah. the name already held so much magical weight. Um who did you think was rescuing them at first? Like when you first read, do you remember? Does it say it's a man's voice? Because I feel like I would have guessed maybe like Rasmurta or something. But they're not like I think you kind of hear him. I don't I don't know if I I maybe I just thought it was like a random shop owner and I was like, that's sweet. (laughs) I was trying to figure out who it was. Who did you think it was? Maybe Dumbledore. I don't know. Oh, that's sad. (laughs) I know. Because with everything with the mirror. I can't remember when I lost my uh, my hope that Dumbledore was still alive. Um, I I feel like by this by the the reveal of the mirror, I was like, I don't think he's alive because I think the biggest thing was like the eye. And now knowing that it wasn't Dumbledore's eye, I think that's mm. where I was like, okay. Yeah. And then Aberforth just like kind of reiterating, like he's dead and you have, you're still here. Like, what are you going to do? Kind of. No. Well, I knew once we met Aberforth that it wasn't Dumbledore, Yeah. but I'm saying like in this moment before we yeah. meet Aberforth. Right. Yeah. As soon as we meet Aberforth, I know it's Dumbledore's dead. Right. Um, I don't think I would have thought it was Dumbledore because that's like not that doesn't feel like Dumbledore his style yeah Um, but it's really scary when they like can't apparate and it's like the mirror is like blocked like and the Dementors are coming Dementor Dementor Dementors are coming Dementors are coming Um, can we talk about Aberforth running this underground potions front business i have so many huge ups for aberforth in this chapter <laughs> you have so many what like huge ups like, yeah 
like what abs abby wabbies why are we working with death eaters <laughs> oh i don't i don't even mind that like He's not like, working with them. He's just always been a pub that people can like do. Their- I know. So like nefarious things. That I think it's fun. No, I do genu- generally think it's fun, but I also am like, come in, but it, 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 served it, him- it served him well here. It gives yeah. him like. Sorry. No, I was going to just say the same thing. It gives him some like credibility with them for moments just like this. Right. It makes him a little bit of a double agent. And he's just like, basically like, I don't care about that kind of stuff. And like, he clearly is fighting his own fight in his own way. Like he's been helping Neville this whole time and stuff. Right. No, I, I, oh no, I, I am team Aberforth. And I believe that he is putting his boss, he's doing what he can in this war. He's fighting just uh, along with them. Right. But I also like want to apologize to Aberforth because I feel like is it about the goats no I'm not sure if I want to take back anything about that because I still have questions (laughs) (laughs) um but I do feel like I was questioning if he was like dumb basically but like he's clearly not yeah no well they kind of talk about him in Rita's book like yeah but I never think that he's dumb I think that's like Rita being stupid and somebody else says it like another like when Doge and what's her name are talking well yeah because I'm sure well I think anyone who's like a friend of Dumbledore's thinks that because they clearly that was like an insecurity Aberforth had when he was younger about Dumbledore and Dumbledore I'm sure teased him about it and stuff or said things like that to his friend oh my idiot brother my dumb brother he doesn't understand right and like we had been told it like in these different like ways. So I think we had a conversation where we were like, do you think he's just like a normal wizard or do you think he's like actually like less than, or is it just because he's like a Dumbledore? And I'm like, one, he's like obviously very smart with like how he's going about this plan, but he also like the bare minimum, like can do a fucking Patronus. And a lot of wizards like don't know how to do that. Right. Also, he's, like, really cleverly gets them out of that situation, like, making all the dumb, like, at the very least, he has a lot of street smarts. Um, Yeah, I have no idea where I landed on that argument last time. I cannot recall because I don't remember anything I say on this podcast. I think um, you were definitely, like, I think it's just, like, in comparison to Albus that he was seen as, like, kind of dumb. Yeah, because I don't see him, like, I even like was noting in this chapter I think he's gentler than they portray him in in the movie like I love the actor in the movie and I think he does a good job but that actor feels more like gruff and hard whereas this Aberforth feels more like I don't know I don't know how to explain it yeah I mean, I definitely get like the gruffness and hardness. I get the gruff. I just didn't get the, and maybe it's just Jim Dale's like voice for him. It's a little softer than the like, you're an idiot boy. That like is what the actor chooses, which again, I love. I think it's like, yeah. a, it's like a choice for the character because he is supposed to be like that. But, but 
this is a Gryffindor motherfucker. He's oh. like, it's a goat, you idiot. Like, really? He goes so hard. And I love like, it. I'm bluffing the whole way. Like, I don't care. I love it. I love this whole scene where the de- he like makes them question their whole situation. I and love they're it so much. And then like he brings it back later with Ron. He's like, What you got a mind of a death eater? Like I just said my Patronus was a goat. <laughs> um, a quick cue on Patronus's. Does everyone have like a unique animal? Are there no repeats or hesitations when it comes to Patronuses? I think they're specific. So I think there certainly are repeats because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But Harry's is like iconically a stag. And I think you would know what other wizards are. So maybe right now in this current like generation of wizards there isn't an, a repeating stag patronus that's like your people are aware of do you think that maybe, people really know each other's patronus? maybe it's maybe i think maybe the ministry keeps a registry like when you do your apparition test or, or like i don't know when you take an exam i don't know i don't know okay it doesn't make sense and i'm just trying to write my way out of it I mean, I can see why they know Aberforth because he's probably done it before if they have Dementors around all the time. Yeah. Like but why I, the Death Eaters specifically would know Aberforths. I think a stag is pretty unique. I think yeah. if they were like looking for Hermione's, like, right, then it would be a little, I mean, otters, I don't know how many people have an otter. More like Luna. Like if we were looking for like a rabbit, I feel like a lot of people have rabbits. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I feel mean, like he picks like very unique animals, like a terrier. <laughs> I think multiple people might have a terrier or a horse. Jenny Weasley, horse girl. Jenny's is a horse. Yeah, is that in the books? It is in the movies. I can't remember if it's in the books. Um, and like King. Wait, wait. I, I'm sure we see it in the in the. In the fifth one. Yeah, I didn't think anyone actually, like, I didn't think she actually, like, made one. You definitely see Luna's. You know that Luna's is a hair in that yeah. scene. Yeah. I just don't recall seeing Jenny's, but that doesn't mean anything. I know we see it in the movie. That's yeah. all. I, I can see it galloping along the skies. Because um, I just know in that chapter is, like, when they get busted. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Kingsley's Paternus is like unique. I don't even remember what it is. Yeah, I think she chooses like really unique, at least like breeds and like specific, you know, yeah. of animals. What was yours when you took the Patronus test online? I think it was some sort of bird. I see that raven claw. <laughs> it was like a predator bird. Oh, oh. <laughs> like a falcon or something like that. I don't know. Oh, I don't really oh, remember. Oh dear. I've got well, an eagle is the Ravenclaw sigil. Yeah. Don't know why it's not a raven. We have questions. <laughs> Do you think that Lucius is, is a white peacock? Uh maybe. Wouldn't be surprised. They love their peacocks. Let me see your peacock. 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 Interesting. That's a song. 
yikes um yeah mine was a dolphin I think when I took my Patronus that doesn't feel right test. and I didn't and I did not um I did not feel a kinship to dolphins so I don't, I don't like that for you me either I'm gonna just keep saying mine's a wolf I'll allow that <laughs> I feel like, or like some sort of like big cat, like a tiger or a lion. A big cat? Not like a house cat, like a wild, like a a lion or like a- Oh, I see, like a panther. Yeah. I feel like I'm not like sneaky enough for that. They're like sneaky. Yeah. That's why I said like a wolf. I feel like I am like a big animal, but not like a, not one that does like plans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a pack animal. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe a husky. A little husky. I'd love that. If I got a nicer than a wolf would be. (laughs) If I got a a husky uh, Patronus, I would, I would accept wholeheartedly. I love a little husky. Um, but when Aberforth is revealed. It is buck wild, just to bring us back. Um, oh, yeah, just to get us to fo- focus us back in. Um, yeah, it's an insane game right now. Like, I don't really remember what I thought, like, specifically at the time, but I was just like, oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got distracted. I had to go back while I was listening because I was like, um, I'm sorry. I was trying to figure out what I would have possibly been like with Aberf. Like I, it wasn't even, I remember it wasn't even a thought in my head. I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Also, if this was a retcon, which I kind of think it was, it's like a really good job of like, maybe this wasn't always planned that the hogs head barkeep was. So I, I believe that she had that planned. That makes that seems like a small detail that she would have would have thought of early and like kept it like until now. Yeah, like it just it feels right to me. So and there's it was some like the fifth book. Really, I feel like that it was kind of interesting. Yeah, somewhat in the third, but yeah, I feel like this might be one that she knew. Okay. I mean, even if it wasn't, like, I still think it was done really well and it, like, yeah. really works. Ugh. I just love it that we know who this person is in, like, passing just the way Harry does, like, as a reader. Yeah. Like, it just feels really on the nose, like, but not in a bad way. Like, it just feels like a really good. Yes. <laughs> and it makes me happy that Dobby and Aberforth used to have these, like, little chats. When he like breaks a little bit and he's like, oh, I really enjoyed that elf or I really liked that elf. I was like, does Dobby spend his day off like just hanging out with Aberforth, having chats now that Harry and Ron and Hermione aren't there anymore? Yeah, I wonder how like if Dobby was like involved with like the Neville's crew. I think so. I think yeah. Dobby must have been helping them. Like getting more food and stuff like that. Yeah. I would like to know more about that. Yeah, I want to read a fanfic, 
like not from Dobby's perspective, but I really just want a really good fic about that time, like from their point of view. Yeah. Oh, the mirror. What do you think about that? That like he bought it from Dung and then like they had him and Albus did have a conversation about it and was like, yeah, you should keep it and basically keep an eye on Harry. My thought on it is the same as it always is. Uh, no heads up. Dumbledore. Like to Harry, you mean? Yeah. I know. But what do you think about that with him and Aberforth? I think it makes sense for their relationship. Like, I think they're the kind of brothers that like, you know, they'll send a letter every now and again, but it's very stilted very like uh sterile I think but I think Dumbledore knows that like if he really needed something Aberforth would have his back and I don't think it works vice versa but I think Dumbledore is always one to call in a favor (laughs) and Aberforth wouldn't dare call in a favor for Dumbledore (laughs) yeah I think that's a good I agree with how you're describing that relationship. It really makes me sad though. Like whenever siblings like aren't really on good terms, like it's one of the saddest things to me. Yeah. Um, Like it obviously makes sense with this like family, why they don't. I mean, especially after you get the story. Right. But um, I have notes about more in depth about that relationship later. Yeah. But it's really sad. Um. In the meantime, I love that he calls Ron out for being dumb. <laughs> Same. Oh, my God. Uh, it's a goat. We just, you literally just saw it. It's what saved your neck. Come on. I'm hungry. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm hungry. But see, then he's like, well, I got food. He's just, that's what I mean by he's like less rough than the one in the, I don't know. I, he just seems more like approachably helpful in this first interaction. I don't know how approachable he is, but he is like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it either, but I feel like he is kind of like rough, but like, I'm going to help. And like, that's it. Like, that's yeah. like, you're not going to stand up. Like I've like made myself like my personality known. Like, yes, I don't know. No, that makes sense. He's uh, yeah, he like you you really he's such a Gryffindor. Yeah. He's, yeah. I he's yeah, wearing, I feel he's like wearing he's wearing his heart on his sleeve, like but like not his heart, like his personality. Like he does he you get what you get right with him, you know. Yeah, and like I mean, I know we're going to get to it, but he even says like I faced him like man to man like we are right now kind of like that is just yeah. so who he is like right. I'm not gonna talk about it behind your back I'm gonna tell you to your face what I right think. I have a problem with you I'm gonna say I have a problem with you yeah like if I want to put my cat out I'm gonna put my cat out you know <laughs> does he even have a cat I don't think so <laughs> It doesn't seem like he would have a cat. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a cat guy or Aberforth. He's probably holding on to Trevor for Neville. Oh, Trev. 
I love that we get this realistic perspective on Dumbledore from Aberforth, though. Like, I don't believe Aberforth is an unreliable narrator, except for the stuff about how Dumbledore didn't care about Ariana. I mean, I think it's a, I think he is unreliable in that it's like definitely his perspective. Like, I don't think that he's encapsulating the entirety of Dumbledore, but like definitely like one version of him. Um, But yeah, he has some really good lines. Like, I think his first line about Albus is like, My brother Albus wanted a lot of things, said Aberforth. And people had a habit of getting hurt while he was carrying out his grand plans. You get away from this school, Potter, and out of the country if you can. Forget my brother and his clever schemes. He's gone where none of this can hurt him, and you don't owe him anything. Hurt him, and you don't owe him anything. Like, I think that's a really powerful line. Like, it I don't is. really agree with it, but like, I it think- is a really powerful line, and he has that line in the movie too, and I really like it. Like, he's gone where none of this can hurt him is like kind of like Harry's whole life. (laughs) Yeah. I do, though, think it's hard after all the work that Harry's done and is continuing to do um, that Aberforth is sort of like talking down to him. Like, I get why Harry gets frustrated with him here. For sure. And I I don't think Harry's really explaining it at this point very well. No. Um, Poor Ariana. I'm at the story. Let me know if you have more notes before you get there. Um, Yeah, I had a couple more. Um, Well, the other line I really liked was like, he learned secrecy at my mother's knee, secrets and lies. That's how we grew up in Albus. He was a natural. Um. I don't. I just, in general, I guess I really liked him and Harry's back and forth. And Harry's like, I don't want to think about this because I made my decision when I was burying Dobby. Like, right. And I'm not willing to go back on that right now because I know what I have to do, kind of. And I'm proud of Harry for sticking to his guns here and being like, I don't need to be distracted right now. Like, it's too late to go back. Also, like, what am I supposed to do? Stop. Like, you know how important this is for me to do Aberforth. I don't have the luxury of just, like, being like, oh, okay, I guess I'll let Voldemort take over the whole wizarding world without yeah. trying. So I I'm, I mean, we're not quite there yet, but I'm glad when Harry finally pushes back and is like, I know what this means. I, I You don't think I've thought about this? I know I'll either stop him or I'll die, but I have to try. Like, I'm the one that's supposed to do it. Like, right. Um, you can help me or we'll find our own way into the castle I think he does get his words for it later Mm -hmm. but like for a while he's like I've got a job to do and it's like you have to explain to him that you actually know how to defeat Voldemort like that's the important piece and I actually do think that Aberforth knows that like I think Aberforth knows more than he's like letting on Mm -hmm. I'll talk about that too towards the end but um, well I think Aberforth feels like we do about Dumbledore a little bit (laughs) <laughs> like he has a little bit of like he well he says it like oh yeah easy task huh like real nice for right. a 17 year old to do on his own yeah my only funny note before we get into the very horrible sad story is that interesting choice of words um that old Burke 
thought the sun shone out of my brother's every orifice he did. Yep. I think pointed. 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 Point taken. (laughs) Something else was taken, if you know what I mean. Ew. Sorry about (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Don't, no. Don't make that the transition. I mean, the only thing, like, sweet I can say is, like, I really love Aberforth describing his relationship to Ariana. Me too. It's really nice. He's like, oh, but it makes it like so me. sad. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, it, it makes me sad though that like thinking about how devastated and alone he must have felt when she died. I feel like this is big middle child energy to be like, she liked me better. <laughs> oh, I I have an I have that exact note. I wasn't gonna <laughs> say anything, but I was like, oh dear, oh dear, Abby Wabby. And just like feeling like he really had a role to play and like really taking on the guilt, obviously, like of his mother's death, which I feel yeah. like he never really explored, probably. Yeah. Another point of time where like therapy would be really good. I really think all of the Dumbledores needed therapy. I also forgot about. Grindelwald doing Cruciatus on Aberforth and I think that really puts Grindelwald back into perspective for me at least because I know we were kind of starting to be like oh you know he doesn't seem as bad or at least I know I was saying that and like yeah no I might have been saying that too and really put mm -hmm. into sharp focus again like who we are talking about yeah this guy was bad bad news bears yeah because we don't like I think what I was saying in earlier chapters like we don't see Grindelwald being a bad person we're only told that he's a bad person and this is one of the only times where we actually see what he did that yeah even just on like a small like this is kind of on a small scale yeah but still like uh torturing your boyfriend's brother not great yeah because he confronted you about a serious like a a valid concern like it wasn't yeah like yeah what he said <laughs> right. Ugh. Oh boy. Yeah. We can't avoid it any longer. Ariana's had story. I was kind of talking around. Are it. you frozen? No. I was waiting for you to. Oh, okay. We don't have sentence. I mean, we. I. I don't know. I. We know what happens to Ariana. It's awful. I think it's awful what happens to their dad in retaliation. I can't. I can't say how I would react if someone did that to my family. Not well. And I think it's sad that he can't even, like, he's not in a position to, like, defend himself to in, like, magical law enforcement. It's just all around, like, a really, really sad story. I don't, and, like, I think even if he had the opportunity to say what happened, like, I think they still would have arrested him and charged him because... Like, it's muggles that he did that against. But at least I think it would have cleared their name as, like, these muggle haters. Like, I think it would have, like, changed, like, their reputation as a family, even if he didn't end up having, like, a different sentence necessarily. I actually don't think they would have. Would have. Arrested him. Because they didn't like muggles that much back then. Like, I think maybe now they have stricter rules about, like, 
magic and muggles and stuff like that. But I think if he explained that they attacked a magical child, I think it I think it would have been, you know, turned a blind eye to. I don't think so. Only because like Dumbledore talked about how when he came to school, like everyone thought that, you know, his dad was like this muggle killer. And like, it was a bad thing to have that on his name. Like it wasn't necessarily. Yeah. No. Yeah. But that's because they, they couldn't like, they, he couldn't defend himself. Like nobody, (laughs) nobody uh, roots for a man killing uh, just a random defenseless man but a parent that defends like their child who is being like raped or attacked you, you, they get a standing ovation you know that's not like a I think it's sorry I, yeah I just think it's a very different story I think for sure um I mean I agree about that that's why I was saying like it would totally have changed like the reputation of everything but I think that like if they're putting somebody away for like using magic basically to I get murder muggles like I think that that's still like the crime I guess yeah like I think it maybe would have been less harsh of a sentence but I think yeah to jail for something yeah maybe um I mean I'm not saying I agree with whatever but I'm just I just think like if that's like the law I guess yeah not sure we can trust like the wizarding uh courts (laughs) I mean I do think it's like a power differential like a power dynamic difference I think like the law is there on purpose I don't want to think that I think that wizards should go around killing muggles like they clearly have like they have one up on them yeah um I was just thinking that maybe because that was like the early 1900s that the climate the climate of the of how wizards viewed muggles might have been so that they would have turned a blind eye if having known the whole story yeah and at this point they might have even just been more excuse me concerned that um he used magic like in front of the muggles basically yeah Um, I think it's really impactful that Harry's feeling after this story is like repulsion. Like that's a really strong word to use. And it really just makes me think about something that he said at another point, like basically he was like locked up by the Dursleys. And I would just assume that's like kind of where he's coming from, because like, I think if we were in Hermione's head, Like, she wouldn't be thinking the word repulsion. She would just be thinking, like, like, deep sadness for, like, yeah. Like, I think just repulsion is just, like, an interesting word choice and, like. No, you're right. Big impact. I I, I just agreed with you. (laughs) I didn't have much to say. I just, it it reminds me of, um, in, like, scripts, we are, uh, not scripts, in, like, high school we were reading uh the great gatsby um they talk about when daisy says like 
she says something like maybe like you're revolting I think it is Mm -hmm. uh to um her two admirers that are fighting over her like she's like they're talking about her right in front of her about how she's feeling and they're not listening to her and she's like screaming and she says like I'm revolted and we just talked a really long time about like that's such a strong word choice and what it does to the scene and how it like pinpoints how she's feeling like she's not feeling angry she's not feeling like you know I don't know so it just made me think of that so I was just agreeing with you (laughs) no I just was pausing to like recollect where I was in my thoughts yeah we've had very similar notes so um I'm like at Harry talking about that Dumbledore wasn't over it. Yeah, I I said um, just quickly. We've already talked a little bit about this, but I said Aberforth has so much bitterness and resentment. And then my question was, I wonder if he knows how much Albus was tortured by this, like this whole event, because yeah. he talks like he doesn't know. And oh, then certainly until Harry says and that. Then Harry, then Harry said it right after I wrote that. Yeah. Note. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then Harry was like, no, this ate him up like his whole life. And I'm 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 glad that I feel like even in this little way, Aberforth, even if he can't admit it right now, gets this closure on that with his brother. Because I do think that Aberforth just didn't think that Dumbledore cared. Yeah. As much as he should have. And it, yeah, it destroyed him a little bit. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm so glad Harry said this. And I hate that they just never really dealt with this. Like, like Dumbledore never just saying to Aberforth that, like, like about it, like his feelings, like, yeah. And I put that on Albus. Like, I don't put that on Aberforth as much. And just like, makes, yeah, it makes me, it makes me sad. It feels like something that just festered. And then by the time Dumbledore was like in this place where he was able to admit that he made a mistake and say, sorry, like too much damage had been done and he just didn't. Yeah. Even if he wasn't like at a point to take like accountability, to just say like, this really is hurting me too, kind of. And like, I yeah. didn't want this to happen, basically. Yeah. I'm kind of at the point where I was starting to talk about, I feel like Aberforth knows Albus well enough to suspect that like Harry is kind of meant to die. Like, I kind of feel like Aberforth can see how his, how Dumbledore's plan is playing out through Harry. Yeah, and I mean, certainly. And I also think, obviously, for reasons that are clearly pointed out in this chapter, like, he's really putting Ariana's face on Harry here, right? He's like, you know, Dumbledore um, just, you know, playing fast and loose with uh, with another teenager's life. Mm hmm yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. And I, and I think that's maybe what I was thinking about when I was asking you about the mirror and like Aberforth knowing that like Dumbledore asked him to do that because he had a plan kind of like yeah. 
this wasn't for just to keep an eye out on him. And maybe they even had more of a conversation. I don't know. Like, it doesn't really seem like they had that kind of relationship, but I feel like Aberforth just knows Dumbledore really well. Kind of like what you were saying earlier. Like he has a read on him. For sure. Most definitely. Interesting. This portrait thing is fun. It's really cool. It's so cool. I love anytime she introduces new, interesting, out-of-the-box thinking magic. It's incredible. Do you think that he's had access to this before, like, Neville and stuff? Like, has he always known, like, this was a way into the castle through Ariana? Was this on the map? No. No. That's why they can use it, because it's not on the map. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's always been there and they discovered it and maybe the tunnel has always been there, but they like reworked the magic with Ariana. I think my thought is that Aberforth has always had this access into the room of requirement, basically. And that it's like a dark-ish thought that like if... Dumbledore had cared more about their relationship like he would have known about the room of requirement basically like through Aberforth like Aberforth had the key all along to getting into that room which is like mm. obviously where like the last yeah is. Um, not that Aberforth knows that but just like yeah I, don't know. I feel like he, that's dark I don't yeah I mean I do feel like that either way like this access like Aberforth knew about it but like whoever was using the removal requirement kind of had to ask for it right that's what I'm saying like I think the tunnel was always there because the room of requirement could always provide you with that tunnel but I don't know like maybe like did Aberforth build the hogshead was the hogshead like another pub that Aberforth bought like I could see Aberforth if when he was in Hogwarts or whatever uh finding this secret passageway to this pub and he becomes friends with this old pub owner through this like little tunnel and he gets like cheeky little beers even though he's underage and then the old man like leaves Aberforth the pub and he takes it over (laughs) I could also see it being like because he's old too like he did build it like I don't know yeah yeah I I like a million different versions of it but I love that version. <laughs> um, and then we get the reveal of Neville. Neville! We Looking scruffy. Really needed it. Our hero boy, Neville. <laughs> like, it all comes back to Neville, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our other hero, our other um, savior of the wizarding world. Exactly. The other boy who lived. Yeah. Shit is about to go down. Oh, yeah. We are getting into the into the exciting weeds of the chapter. Um, how many points did you give this chapter? I gave it a solid 130. 
I went really high. I went 207. Whoa. I mean, I love this chapter. 130 was like meant to be high for me. Well, we came off such a low chapter last yeah. week. Yeah. So I think I was like, okay, Compare. 25 in comparison to 130. Come comparison. So. Kill me slowly. My champ is abs. So is mine. Abby Forsey. Can we call him Abby? Is that weird? I don't know. I don't think so. I think he would love it. Hey, Abby. (laughs) You would hate it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And my rat is Grindelwald. My rat are the people who um, abused Ariana. Yeah, fair. Yeah, but like both equally deserved. There was some bad stuff that happened. Yeah, this chapter was sad. (laughs) Not great. Um, yeah, so chapter 29. What's your tattoo? Oh, um, I didn't have one. Did you have one? Yeah, the little mirror fragment. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've said that before, but yeah, we Yeah, I'm sure we have. I would definitely get it again. Or, you know, a goat. A goat Patronus. Goat Patron. Yes. Yeah. Patron on the rock. We know it's not insignificant that his Patronus is a goat. Stop with this goat stuff. I thought we were turning over a new leaf and being nicer to Abby. I'm, I I acknowledge his insane intelligence. Okay. But join us next week. (laughs) What will we we say next? We go into the castle. <laughs> Stay magical. Tom Dimitrial. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.